Hello, this is Willie Woods, your financial nut. Why the financial nut? Because I like to do things a little bit different. Crazy, you know, kind of, or maybe even nutty. But first off, I would like to take care of a little business. I would like to inform you that this information is for entertainment purposes only. This information, if used, is at your own risk and your own expense. I cannot be held and will not be held accountable for any good and bad decisions that you make in reference to this podcast. Thank you. You have a great day. Hello, this is Willie Woods, the Financial Nut. And somebody asked me, were there any other reasons I invest? And there are other reasons why I invest. The biggest one is I have 16 grandchildren. And if I can leave them an inheritance that can give them a head start, that's what I want to do. So slowly but surely, I'm building systems so that I can leave them an inheritance that will be worthy of them. Now, um, what does that mean, putting together systems? Well, first of all, I'm investing. I teach them how to invest. Now, you know, like, for instance... A lot of them, you know, as they grow old, they have parties and stuff like that. And people give them gifts and stuff like that. Well, I make them open up an investment account, their parents, in their name. And I put their birthday presents in their investment account. And we sit around and we buy stocks and we talk about stocks and stuff like that. So what what I'm also giving them is... Uh, heritage and a knowledge and you guys are helping me with this financial nut thing because long after their granddad's gone they'll be able to go listen to him and get some pretty decent advice about you know finances now I don't talk about everything finance I could but I don't you know I don't talk about credit but I know credit is there and it's important I don't talk about you know um a lot of stuff that I could talk about. Um, My whole goal and my whole process is to create little systems that anybody can follow. And what I do is the system that I just told you was a little system. Giving children money in an investment account for their birthday and investing it. That is a system. You know? And the reason I learned and started doing this is because one time at Christmas we bought these children all kind of stuff. And they were happy. But I wasn't happy. You know why? 
because they had more fun playing with the boxes than they did with the stuff. So basically what they were showing me is that the stuff that I gave them after a few hours or so was worthless. So I decided to give them a gift that could keep on giving. And we got a system that we call um, 19. And what we do is we invest for them or put money in their account up until they're 19. And the older ones, well, 19 came a little quicker, so they don't have the funds that the younger ones will have. The overall goal is to have $10,000 in their investment account about time they're 19. And then at that point, they can choose whether they keep on investing or just let it sit there in the stocks that it is, gaining the interest and all that stuff on it. it. It'll be basically their choice because they'll be old enough to make that choice. It's their money. They could take it out and blow it. They could do whatever they want to do with it. But If I know my children, they'll continue to invest it because they're going to learn the power of investing early and often. It's just like cars. You know, um, every now and then I get me a new car. But I started with a used car. And what I do is I go find a new car that I want. I see how much the payments are. I go buy a two or $3,000 um, used car and I'll drive it and I'll put the payments in my investment account. The more I put in that investment account, the more that account grow. And then when it comes time for that um, car to wear out or whatever, I have a choice. I can either get a new car and spend a a lot of the money that I've saved, or I could get a new used car and continue. And that is powerful. It's powerful beyond um, a lot of beliefs how much money you give them for your new car. Even at three or $400 a month. You know, it used to be financing was 36 months, but the price of cars went up The length of financing went up. So now they're at 72 months, some even 80. They will make it work for you to buy that new car because there's a lot of money in it for them. And as a astute person, you got to figure out if that money's in it for them and that money's coming from you then maybe you should figure out how to keep some of that money for you. You know, I tell them about that. I tell them about the bank and how much interest the bank don't give them. If the bank is making 14 or 15% interest, and they probably are, they could give you 6% or 7% interest, but they're greedy and they don't. So... I use a bank as a pass-through. 
And they're coming online with all these other kind of banks that are better. You know, a lot of people, what they do is they um, find a good insurance company and they'll put their whole check in the insurance company. They'll withdraw that amount and then they'll pay their bills. And they'll do it over and over and over every month. And a lot of people say, well, you can't draw that much out of an insurance policy. Yes, you can if you pay it off. Because it's just like taking a loan. You take a loan, right? You pay off the loan, it's available again. It works. It can work with credit cards. It can work with a line of credit. There's all kind of financial things that can be taught that a lot of people don't know about. You know, we pay for car insurance and, you know, you need car insurance. But what would happen if you paid the lowest car insurance you can and with the other amount of money you put into a savings so that if anything happened, you could cover your own car? You don't have to have full coverage, $50 deductibles, um, car replacement. You don't have to have that. It doesn't happen very often. But, you know, we do this stuff. You know, a lot of people say, well, I need life insurance. And you do need life insurance. You need life insurance so that if you die, they can bury you. But you don't need a life insurance for a funeral. You don't need to be paying ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a funeral. People do, you know, and it's you know almost a norm. But if you really think about it, that's kind of craziest. See, all this stuff have been taught to us, and. It soaks up our wealth. You know, I did a series on the American dream. And I showed basically how the American dream is a lot of people's American nightmare. You, In my area, you look at all the houses around here. Most people have more house than they can afford. But they're, they're happy with that monthly payment. But that monthly payment would look a lot better if it was less and if it was going into their pocket. And then here comes the next thing. The interest price go down, so they want you to refinance. And you refinance. But refinancing, the most of the interest is at the top. So they take more interest from you. So you're just caught up in a game of suckers. And the sucker is you. So when you say I don't talk about other financial stuff, I kind of on the slide. But there's so much stuff to learn about financials. There's stuff to learn about credit, stuff to learn about all this stuff. That the best thing you can do is learn how to make the money and keep it. And once you learn how to make the money and keep it, then you start learning and processing all that other stuff. Does that make sense to you? And a lot of people say, well, what do you mean learn the money and keep it? If you can put your money to work for you, where it's always making money, 
and you have a constant stream of income from the money you've already worked for, that's what you should do. A lot of people don't do that. You know, I know um, people who's got a lot of money coming in and they're broke. And you look at them and you look at, golly, your wife have a six-figure job and you have a six-figure job and you're broke. Now you have a nice, big outlandish house. You have super fine cars. You know, you have the best of everything, but you don't have nothing for just in case. Because you don't believe just in case it happened. And I went through just in case. In 2018, I got laid off. We lost all the income from the family. It just so happened that I had saved up a lot of money and we were able to survive until um, I got another job. I worked every day from 2008 to 2011, but to have a job, I did not have a job. I worked with a temp company. They sent me on assignments. And what happened is everybody who wanted me, they would not um, take me because it cost a lot of money. Because I was good, I was making the Tim Company money. They weren't going to give me up for free. But finally, a company took me in 2011. And I'm just telling you that to tell you this. I did not have a sufficient job from 2008 to 2011. Was it rough? No, it wasn't really rough. I did everything that I wanted to do. I flew around the country getting in trouble, doing stuff like that. But I burnt through a lot of money that was my nest egg and my savings. And that's what happens when these crises come up. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to prepare you for the crisis because they're going to come up, you know. Uh, Most people don't go through life and never wind up not losing a job for some reason or another. Most people don't go through life and never wind up getting ripped off by some person or another. You know, there's just so much stuff that can happen. A lot of people don't go through life and wind up having having to pay for a house or a funeral or something for somebody or another to keep them from losing it. So if you're prepared, it's all right and easy to do. It's just when you're prepared that it's an issue. This is Willie Woods of Financial Nut. I'm out.